Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Teammates Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Lensander. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of talking to Alec Bloom, a former Pennsylvania football star, Yukon Husky, and Arizona Cardinal. We discuss his journey from Pennsylvania football to big time college football, the nuances of the tight end position and college football practice, and his journey and signing into the NFL and the realities that come along with that. And chasing his NFL dream by signing with the Arizona Cardinals, his journey through training camp, trying to make the final roster. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Teammates Podcast. I'm Nick Lensander, your host. Today, we have a very special guest from my playing days at UConn, former UConn tight end, and did have a little stint with the Arizona Cardinals, tight end Alec Bloom. Alec, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. It's a pleasure. So, um, yeah, so we, we we shared a lot of times together back in the college days, uh, so we'll we'll get into that, but for the for the listeners and everyone watching, give us a little insight to where you came, where you were, were from. So Ligonier, Pennsylvania. I know. Uh, give us a little little background into your sports, uh, the, the start of your sports life. Yeah, so I grew up in Ligonier, Pennsylvania, which you know many people have no idea where that's at. That's <laughs> about an hour east of the city of Pittsburgh. So I, you know, I grew up rooting for the Steelers, uh, Penguins, Pirates, you know, all the Pittsburgh teams. Um, and I played a lot of sports. I, I can't tell you how many I played because I feel like I was involved in a lot. Um, but eventually kind of figured out that, you know, football was the one I was best at and the one that I was going to be able to take the farthest. And, um, you know, I think growing up around Western Pennsylvania, football is gospel you know you hear a lot of people say that but it really is and um i think growing up in a small town it was all right I mean, it wasn't too bad but it was uh yeah i had a nice uh family upbringing in the small town and you know uh, pittsburgh was a cool city and i lived there the past couple of years and my family's still there so um but yeah i played pretty much everything <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, for for everyone listening, he 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 was a very good basketball player. Um, I guess that was another big sport for you. And I grew up in a high school too in uh, Santa Barbara, where you know you play a lot of different sports. Um, yeah. So, so would you say basketball was kind of like your other main sport? Yeah, I I think growing up, I'd say baseball and baseball. Basketball okay, were okay. My biggest sports. I. When I was really young, I played football, like elementary school. I remember playing football, mm-hmm. um, football, baseball, basketball, and the big three for me. And then I stopped playing football actually for two or three years, I want to say. Um, I don't know why. You know, I, I don't really have an explanation for that. I always loved football. Like, I always wanted to play in the NFL since I was a kid. Um, but for a couple of years there, whether it was just like, I don't know. I don't think my parents had anything to do with it. I think it was just, I was more focused on like travel baseball and travel basketball Um, and basketball. I, I personally liked basketball. I think the most when I was a kid, I think that was just the one sport that I really resonated with. And I've always been, been tall. um, (laughs) Yeah. For, yeah. For everyone listening. And uh, Alec is six, 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 seven. I mean, well, it depends on a good, good or bad day, I guess. Uh, Yeah. 
Depends who's measuring it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's funny because uh, a lot of the, the tight ends, at least, you know, some in the NFL, but even in, in our, on our team, I know Tommy played basketball too, and and you, uh, and um, there a lot of a lot of basketball playing tight ends. It just seems to fit pretty well with a kind of a bigger, bigger build. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. So then when you, what, what year was it or when, do you remember when it was then, then you decided like, oh, this football thing, like I could actually do something with it. It, it honestly wasn't until probably my sophomore year of high school. I, I thought up until probably my sophomore year that I was going to play basketball, you know, in college or wherever. Um, I had always kind of been focused on you know, getting to the next level in basketball and then football kind of snuck up on me. I, I would say it was sophomore in high school and, and funny actually tidbit is like, I, I thought about once, you know, playing golf instead of football. <laughs> I was like, you know, I want to focus on basketball so much. Maybe I'll do golf instead of football in the, in the, in the fall. Thank God I didn't. Yeah, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I'd say I went to a football camp. Um, I can't remember where it was. Um, and a couple of guys before me had went to like Lehigh. Um, right. one, of the, one of the kids I went to high school with, Mike, a tenant played offensive uh, tackle at Lehigh. So there was kind of a precedence there for guys going and playing college football. Yeah. My coach encouraged me to go to a camp. So I don't remember where it was, but then, you know, the coaches at the camp liked me and I ended up getting an offer like pretty early on to Lafayette and Lehigh, which are two schools in the Patriot league. Yeah. Very good schools. Yeah. And I Kind of blown away i was like well this is division one football offer like, <laughs> yeah I, you know i was expecting to go play basketball like you know d2 d3 yeah. maybe schools are looking at me for that so i was yeah. like you know, maybe i should focus a little bit more on you know catching the ball yeah uh, in the football field <laughs> yeah no that's, i mean that's that's interesting and and again Le- lehigh um those are great schools um they're in the d1 double a um but very good football schools i i mean I, I looked at different schools like that when i was originally yeah. going to play because i ended up playing um, D three basketball before I I transferred over to UConn, um, but so because I mean you became one of the best tight ends in Pennsylvania at in at the high school level um, in your next so that was your sophomore year so your junior and senior year you really came into the position and you became a really good tight end and I mean the way I read it I know you're probably humble but you were one of the best tight ends in the state i don't know what your what the ranking system is in pennsylvania or whatever but um how, no, how, i, I don't yeah. remember there if there was a ranking system i did i remember my, my i think it was my senior year yeah um, was my best year yeah and i was like the there's like the three uh was it like all state teams yeah or something. yeah yeah, yeah. So i was like a first team all state yeah and then uh, the one that typically guys don't get is like the U.S. News ranking. Okay. Like they rank football yeah. players yeah. too. I somehow got that. <laughs> and so I was I was ranked that as Pennsylvania's top ten end, I guess. And it, that kind of I, I wasn't expecting that honestly. Yeah. That kind of was humbling for me. Yeah. Um, and I accelerated a lot of I think my offers as well. And I had, I had committed to UConn way before that too, but it was at that point that other schools like started reaching out, like, are you committed anywhere? I was like, yeah. So That's true. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, so yeah, that's a good point. You did commit to UConn earlier on. Were you, I mean, 
you were pretty steadfast in your commitment and you you thought that was the right move for you obviously yeah you know this is this is a time so this is 2013 yep yep so this is a while ago and yeah you know growing up in pennsylvania was for me at least i always grew up a penn state fan my dad went to penn state he played baseball um in college so i was always going to those games I grew up near Pittsburgh, so right. Pitt was also a big influence in my life. Yep. You know, so I went to their camps, and both of those schools had really big interest in me. But at that time, Penn State was going through a lot of um, NCAA yeah. violations. Yep. And they didn't have a lot of scholarships to give out. That's right. So they basically said, I remember the day I was at the Penn State camp, and they basically pulled me aside and was like, like, we would love for you to come here, but like, there's not enough scholarships and that was tough because i was yeah. like wow that sucks like i wanted to come that that was the place i would have went dang yeah um, i didn't i didn't know that that's a good that's a good story um yeah that was clearly a tumultuous tumultuous time in penn state's history and i mean yeah. they're a very storied program in terms of football and i mean they have a huge stadium there's you know stadiums um massive and i think coach coach uh poindexter's at penn state now I think I know he was there. All right, I, I think he Coley. yeah. Coley was also there. I don't oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, I think Coach Dex is there. That, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, okay, so so one of the interesting things too, I saw you had a rushing touchdown your senior year. Oh, in high school. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I, it rings a bell. I think so. I mean, context is you know high school offenses are insane. <laughs> so. I mean, in 2013, I want to say our offense ran the wing T at Ligonier. Oh, yeah, the wing T. Okay. Is, you know, if you've ever ran the wing T in high school, it's <laughs> you run the ball 100 times a game. Yep. Um, so I basically played like wing back some snaps, some snaps I played tight ends, some snaps I played wide receiver. And that one snap that you're talking about, they ran a little counter. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I was like untouched. <laughs> oh like god just, we we should we should should we should have given you that in uh at UConn a little bit that that's funny um but yeah if you if so if you guys see I'll try to find it with some of his high school film and throw it up uh for those watching but yeah, like you were like a big dude compared to a lot of a lot of the other guys that you were playing you were you stood out for sure yeah it's the school Ligonier has since moved conferences to the Whippeal which is like big district seven conference which all the pittsburgh teams right, play in right uh, but back when i was in school it was we were in a much smaller division yeah um so it was, yeah, it was yeah. the guys yeah. was, <laughs> you know, head and shoulders above some some of the dudes i was playing against <laughs> um all right so um you obviously had a very good high school career so you committed to uconn you go there your first year is 2014 um which also was my first year there so we came in together you didn't go early you went fall camp was your first when you first went right i went or i did you go for summer. summer oh you went for summer yeah, okay. i was there in the summer okay so like june i think i first got the yukon okay okay um yeah so tell us tell us how that transition was for you a little bit um you know obviously it's, it's a different game everyone's in college everyone's you know the star player in their high school so um yeah. you you come in and um give us a little insight yeah, I think it was it was cool just being around a whole like group of guys, you know, in the summer. And essentially, 
you know, you took some classes. So I remember us taking a couple of classes, but, you know, primarily you're working out, you're doing, you know, training and mm -hmm. you're living in a dorm with the whole essential team because you don't really get to go home. Right. So, um, so I think the first summer there, it was kind of like, this feels like football camp from high school, just it's your job now. Yeah. So like you're all on the time, like you're not doing anything else except for school and football. Yep. So I'd be lying if I said it wasn't an adjustment, like you don't have much free time. Yeah. Um, but I'd say the one thing I thought was really great about UConn, and I still say is the people that we played with and the people that, you know, we still talk to on a regular basis. And that first summer, I remember the dudes that, you know, I still like talk to every day, like yeah. Ryan Crozier, Dan Oak, Steve Ashemi, um, Sheridan. I remember yeah. being in the dorm, like we had a conjoined dorm room and it was like us in one side and them in the other. So like, these are the guys you're seeing every single day for four years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a start of a <laughs> start of a journey. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, shout out all those guys. We'll, we'll get them all on at some point. Uh, you know, we're going to figure out scheduling and stuff, but, um, and funny enough in, in camp that year, uh, we had both, I think it was Steve and Sheridan in the tight end room. <laughs> yeah. I was there. <laughs> I was actually out in Vancouver where Sheridan lives. Oh, yeah. So he lives in Vancouver right now. So I was out there because I'm a big skier. So I was out right. there skiing. And we joked around because that first, literally that first like couple of weeks that we were there, yeah. Sheridan comes in thinking he's going to play defense. And they're like, nah, we're going to put you tight end for a little bit. <laughs> goes. I know. And I have the, well, I'll throw the, uh, I'll throw the picture up. But we have the, the OG uh, like tight end squad picture with Steve you, me, Tommy, Hashemi, and I think Sean. And we only we only had six guys in camp that year. Well, and I think that's why, because like we were so thin at the tight end position. Like we had you and you were a freshman, Tommy was a sophomore, Sean, and then that was it. Aside from Sheridan, they pulled in Steve, and then me, who I just got there too. Um so I mean I think I mean that's why they they pulled them. They didn't you know have a a long tenure I guess in the tight end room. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember Sheridan. He was number eighty eight. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> him like talking about going back to defense. <laughs> and eventually that's where he ended up. He did, yeah, he and he successful career playing defense. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he he became a a, a good player for sure. Um, so. <clears throat> Moving on to like the the becoming a college tight end, and um, I mean you as a you played as a freshman, which is not I guess the norm. I mean I would say more freshmen than not don't play. Yeah, I I remember coming in and you know I think it became evident pretty early on that we were going to need help. Yeah, just because exactly. I think Tommy was a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and Sean had been there for a couple of years um but I think the offense they were trying to run with two tight ends would have been hard so they needed a third guy um and I I mean I still remember some of the first snaps I definitely wasn't ready to block anyone in college <laughs> exactly but I was you know a half decent route runner and I could catch the ball so that's ended up pretty much utilizing that way at least my freshman year which was which worked out yeah I mean, I, 
playing that the first year. Yeah. I some guy won a red shirt, but I wasn't really thinking I wanted to you know, do that. So. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. I mean, you didn't. You don't necessarily need to, but um, it, it is definitely more difficult. But you're right, because we ran we ran more pro style offense, so we used a lot of tight ends. Again, everyone, the coaching staff was from Notre Dame and Bob Diaco and. Um, so like we used a lot of tight ends and I, I mean, I remember right when you had your first touchdown against Boise state. And I think that was a couple games in, it wasn't too far into the season. Um, but, and, and I remember your Nick, like everyone used to call you or not everyone. Some of the guys in the room called you baby giraffe, right? Hmm. That was <laughs> yeah, easy with everyone. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, not everyone called him that. Uh, some of the, I guess, uh, who was who was our position coach the first year? It was um, it was Mike Cummings. It was Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was Coach Cummings. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember that passing way around because Coach Giacco called me that. I think in a press conference or something. That's right. That's that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I quickly, you know, I quickly <laughs> put on thirty pounds to avoid continuing being called that. So. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, you had a little bit of success your first year. You, I mean, again, the touchdown against Boise State. What did it feel like scoring a touchdown? You know, as a freshman and in a game like that. I mean it. It must be a little bit different than you know the high school feeling of doing it. Yeah, I I still think that was one of probably my coolest moments I think yeah. in college football because you know I was a freshman I I didn't know right from left like I was just out there <laughs> running routes and yeah. you know I remember lining up I remember that play very vividly I, I ran, lined up for that play I was running a seam route and yep. there was no safety over top it was just a linebacker I had to beat and Chandler Whitmer was our quarterback I remember. Yeah, that was probably the first snap I took in the game too. Like I don't remember what quarter it was in, but like first snap, I'm like cold. And yeah, I haven't run a steam route from like the 30 yard line in the red zone. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> and it just <laughs> so works. I the route yeah. and, and I, I I knew the balls would come to me as soon as yeah. I saw the defense. And yeah, it was the perfect throw, and it was it was one of the coolest experience I think uh, I had. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, and I have I have a picture from the the telecast. I remember uh, like jump jumping on you after that uh that, that catch that was uh that was fun. i mean we we're all we we're all pumped up um about that and i, I mean you like you ran because you you had full head of steam going like to the back of the end zone and then you like ran and i think you slipped on the like the gravel or the, the, the asphalt there's like or asphalt yeah. yeah there's like asphalt in the rent I, I don't know if they ever fixed that but like they definitely should it's like right behind the end zone like right where the field goal net goes up, yeah. there's like asphalt, and you know, you guys that we hang out with still pick on me about that. So like I, I did a slide as my celebration. I, I know, I know. Um, oh, that that I know that was that was a great moment, obviously, and um, yeah, and that was one of the and I you know I, I touched on it in previous um, episodes too with some of the guys, but I think that was one of the 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 greatest things about you know our group. I mean, the team as a whole, but our you know tight end group especially like. You know, we were as excited for everybody else, you know, everybody else's success. And we, you know, we were really a, a pretty close group, I would say. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think we, especially when we ran the pro style offense, we were involved yep. a lot. Yep. And we did, we did a ton of running in practice. So I think it just pulled us closer together and that, you know, we had to constantly, you know, be next man up if someone was, you know, had a tweak or if someone... You know, it was was really just couldn't go for another route. Like you just run in and you say, "Coach, I'm going in," and it's fine. Like yeah, 
Yeah. And I, re- I mean, I remember you, you tweaked something. Was it your freshman year or sophomore year? Was it uh, me or something? I can't remember. There was, there was some time you were out for a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't a significant amount of time, but you were, you were out for a little bit. And I remember, yeah, we had like two guys. Like, I can't remember. Someone else was hurt. I think Sean was hurt too. So it was like me and Tommy running three, three huddles. No, no, that was you and me. Oh, was that, that you was and me? me? Was that me and you? Me and TD were just talking about this last weekend because we were in spring ball, I think. Yeah, that was spring ball. Yep. I think it was after Sean left. So it was me, you, and Tommy. That's right. And I think Tommy had an injury. I can't remember what it was. That's right. That's what it was. Um, So it was me and and you running ones, twos, and threes. (laughs) And it was like... I think I and remind everyone that like this was a time whenever you and me were both like trying to make weight like we were trying to like I was trying to gain weight yeah yeah that spring ball because like I remember my first year I was like 230 or 235 they wanted to get to 265 yeah and I was like how am I gonna get to 265 (laughs) you know 30 some pounds yeah when I'm running ones twos and threes it's just me and you yeah it's not gonna happen I know losing 10 pounds of practice on sweat alone. It, it was. Yeah. So that's what it was. So spring ball, it was just me and you. And we had three groups to run with. And again, in college practice, for those who didn't play in college, I mean, the, the snaps are very immediate after the next yeah. after the next play is over. So after the play is over, the next snap is called and you're you're going. So like literally, if anybody if either of us had a route that was a, a longer than 10 yards, then like we'd have to hop just hop in the, the next one and i mean it was it was nuts and at times we'd be sprinting back to the next huddle one of us would be sprinting back to the next huddle to go two in a row depending on the scenario i mean it was we definitely ran a lot and that, that was me and you I, I forget that was that was yeah. that was a an interesting an interesting we also ran a lot of 12 personnel too so we had <laughs> that, pretty much every play that was the other thing it really limited what we could do on offense because it was just me and you that's right yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I forget about, yeah, because then if we, again, if we had two tight ends in the play, then it would just be us two, and then we'd have to just sprint to the next huddle and do it again. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, and I think total snaps, we, we'd take 10 in a row. Yeah, like, yeah, and then you'd be, ga- I mean, it would gas us for sure. Yeah. We would we would be tired. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good story for, for those listening. But so how, I know, so we had a lot of coaching changes and, and things going on, obviously, um, I think we had a different tight end position coach every year, basically, um, and things were shifting around different OC for the most part. How were you able to stay confident in your abilities and and yourself with all these different coaching changes and stuff going on? Yeah, I think you know, it's a good question. I think you know anyone that was on our team uh, knows it was a struggle for sure. Yeah. Just terms of in our position group especially just because things were constantly moving around so um so even overall i guess you know we came in or at least i was recruited by someone before coach diaco so like i came in right and there was a new coach there and then um and then my last year was a new coach but the tight end room we had coach cummings then we had coach patterson coach p yeah i love coach p uh coach DeBoer was also like oh yeah something our only coach yeah <laughs> Dave um and then coach Verducci, Verducci yeah. and then Corey yeah so five probably five position coaches throughout our time there yeah um so I mean I think you know to your point you just have to be confident in your game like 
you know what you bring to the table, you know, kind of your role in terms of like what you're expected of, you know, what you're supposed to go out and do on a daily basis. Um, and you also have to kind of learn your coaches, um, I guess, lack of a better term, learn, learn how they want you to perform and how they want you to go about practice because practice is 95% of college football, I'd yep. say. Yep. Um, and some coaches, you know, some coaches are all about it. Some coaches want you to rest. Some coaches want you to go hundred percent and, you know, never look back. So, um, it's just kind of adapting to different coaching styles. I'd say. Yeah. And what, <clears throat> that's a good point because it, each coaching, each coach has a different coaching style. Obviously coach Cummings is a little bit different than coach P and coach Fucci. Yeah. And so those expectations that they have, cause I mean, when we're out in practice, I mean, every minute is accounted for, you know? So, I mean, it's, it is, it is, it is a little tough to adjust so freely. But I, you know, kind of looking back at it, it, it is, it makes you be able to adjust to things very easily, right? Because you're you're thrown a lot of different scenarios all the time, and you just got to say, okay, like let's, let's do my best here, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, there's cons to it. Obviously, you don't have the same flow of things, and you can't necessarily get into it. But there are. You know, it does let you, it does make you good at adjusting on the fly, basically. Yeah, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts too. Yeah. I think I took something specific from each coach. Yeah, I think I can look back from Coach Cummings as being the very integral piece of me learning how to block because yeah. I came into college football with very little blocking experience. So he was the first person that really taught me how to block. And then Coach Patterson, he was a former quarterbacks coach. He was an offensive mind. He basically instilled the, the route concepts. I'd say he was very keen on route concepts and, you know, getting out of your break and being in touch with the quarterback. Um, and then coach Reducci, it, it, he was, he's an offensive genius. I yeah. Mean, I loved him. He, I, I feel like my skills and I'm sure Tommy and you would probably agree is our skills were so refined under him because everything every little detail he would stop and rewind film on your foot your first footstep like five times and look at it and he'd say you know your foot needs to be two inches more to the right or something like that and we practice footwork i think my footwork got a million times better under his leadership so yeah that was i you know i agree on all those fronts so uh the first first off coach coach cummings yeah i mean i went into that not knowing how to block either basically so we were both learning from him and he's a I mean he's a he knows how to block he knows blocking schemes like the you know how he knows to tell the time like like that's you know ingrained in him I this I found a clip the other day of like a 15 second video of of us at practice like right when camp started the first year of us doing like the first step drill and uh, so I'll throw I'll throw it up so so we can see that. Uh, but you know, I know, uh, I know, kind of funny. Um, but yeah. then right, yeah, and then it progressed to Coach P like learning from a, like a quarterback's perspective how to see the field and how to survey different things. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I also agree, Coach Verducci. I loved Coach Verducci. He taught me a lot about the game, and um, he had some good sayings too. But he. Um, I, that was a good way you put it. You like we able to really refine the things that we did, and to the littlest, you know, microscopic thing, 
and it, yeah. to him they would stand out on film and you know over time you know we could see the same things um but you kind of have to change how you look at it because um i mean your hand was just like a little bit too far down your foot was you know i mean they're just the tiniest things but um that's where you make the jump right to to being a great tight end yeah yeah i think you know the, the drills that we did with each coach were different and to your point coach Reducci's was very much you know precision and we would sit there and do hand drills and putting our hand in the pad or in the other or actually just in someone else's shoulder pads yeah. and we were, you know, yeah, working this, together with drills and steering wheel you know me controlling your pads that was really the first time that i it kind of all clicked it was it's like things clicked that like you know once i get control of the person's body like if i my hands win and i have right footwork and i have a good base i can take you wherever i want to take you and that's i'd say that was the biggest takeaway for for him yeah yeah 100 percent. and um i mean over the course of your career you became a really good blocking tight end yeah you put on some weight uh I, what was your what was the highest you got to 260 ish uh like 265 was the highest i ever was yeah that was I put that on quick. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like sophomore year. I was playing at like 260, 265, and I felt like a loaf. You were close. Slow. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I think I, once I got back down to like around 250, 255, I felt so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it takes a little bit of time to put on the weight, like being good weight, like, you know, putting on 30 pounds, it, it's not going to be on muscle immediately, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I totally get that. Um, so, what was your what what do you think was the I mean we went to a bowl game which was a cool moment right we the Houston game was awesome um I know I mean you must have had to I have that photo that I threw up during the Tommy episode of of uh you going to check on him because you know he broke his <laughs> broke his leg oh yeah that um, yeah that was crazy um what was that what do you think was like the coolest moment for you yeah you like the the Boise State touchdown um was good you know maybe it's a a different year something happened i know the houston game was huge is there any any other moment that you can point to that that things really like came together for you um you know i thought the i think the houston one sticks out i think yeah. that's one one would use but yeah remember that that wasn't just beating a top i think top five team in the country that was also or top 10 something yeah. like that yeah um that was also us getting bowl eligible for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah. How many years? Yeah. And that was a big thing. Yeah. Like people like that was just cool to be a part of. And also you know, Tommy goes down with a really bad injury, which is terrible. Obviously like you never want to see anyone, especially a really close teammate get injured like yeah. that. But then all of a sudden, like I have to do two different jobs. Essentially. I have to remember you know, what he was supposed to want to play versus what I was supposed to do, which is the, the hard thing about tight end is that's why some people say it's, you know, other than the center and the quarterback tight end is one of the hardest positions yeah. to play because yeah. you have to know so many roles, right. You'd be able to play many different positions. Um, so whenever he goes down, it's essentially, you know, now I have to be able to know the F and the Y. Um, but I mean, we pulled yeah. it out somehow and, yeah <laughs> and and i mean the other the other part of that is bryant also went down so our starting quarterback went down oh yeah um yeah. and so tim you know tim went in and you know he did a he did a, a good job running the offense you know to get us over the, over the edge of that um and we had tim on episode three i think um but and obviously you know he's 
been successful in his own right after <laughs> after yeah. college, obviously. Um, yeah. So so I, for those listening, I, our tight end position was you know basically a a Y and F. I mean it was you, there were some guys that would interchange between Y and F. Like you you learned both positions. I know yeah. you were mostly Y, but then and Tommy like ran the F a lot, but then yeah. he like. I think he, the way he put it, you guys were attached at the hip, basically. <laughs> like you, like, yeah, and yeah, and Coach Rooch's offense, there was a lot of shifts and changes where you yeah. know I would switch sides and Tommy would come with me, or he would stay over there. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we both had to know both positions. But I primarily ran the Y, but could also run the F. Yeah. And yeah. any situation, and Tommy was the same way. He primarily did the F, but could do the Y. Yeah, so. and we, yeah, we basically had to. Know, I mean. Regardless, we had to know both positions because we needed to be able to hop in and anywhere at any time, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah so, th- I mean, that was an amazing game. Obviously, the uh, the bowl, the bowl game. And, and I mean, funny not, not funny, but Zordon, you know, ended up getting hurt. <laughs> the way he said, I think Tommy said, like the week after in bowl practice, and he said he looked in to the facility for one play, and the one play that he watched was Zordon snapping his leg. Oh yeah, that was bad. In practice, you I remember totally that? For, I actually forgot about that. He that was a bad injury. That was yeah. everyone. I mean, I yeah, I remember yeah. everyone was freaked out by that one. Yeah. Um, so looking back at your overall college career, there was you had you know we had downs as a team, um, and we had a lot of changes and different things. But we'd had our successes at times. Um, would you have done anything differently? I mean, it, you kind of just kind of take it, take things how they come, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I don't think I would have done anything too different. I think overall, everyone would agree I would have loved to win more football games right. and in more competitive situations in terms of like, you know, playing for you know championships and going to bowl games. Right. Um, you know, the, the success we had was, was nice. And um, I think overall just, got to play with a bunch of really great guys and coaches too. I think, you know, a lot of the coaches that surrounded us specifically thinking, you know, coach Patterson, Dave DeBoer and uh, Frank Verducci were, you know, people and mentors that I took things from them that I'll use in my day-to-day life. Even now it's, they just were such great mentors and, um, you know, and and that's the way it goes in sports. College sports is very competitive and, you know, the coaching carousel never stops and it certainly didn't for us. Um, uh, I think, you know, UConn was a great university to attend and we all got good degrees. So, you know, I don't know if I think I changed much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. There's, I mean, there's a lot you can't control and especially as of, you know, recently it's like uh really win. I mean, if you don't win immediately, then it's like, you know, we have yeah. to change a ton of stuff. Um, you know, which I don't know. They, they, you know, there's good and bad things about that, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. We had a, a ton of great people around us, and I mean, I again, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without all of all of them, the coaching, and you, and the guys, and everyone else. So I mean, I agree. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, it definitely changes you for sure for the better. Um, and we put in, you know, we put in so much time and effort and energy and for, you know, years and years and years. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, we all, we all get that internally, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, you know, waking up 
5 a.m. every day and going to Coach Bayless's lift and then <laughs> going to practice and then going to school and, you know, do that for four years with, you know, a group of guys and you get pretty close. Um, uh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anybody else. So you and Tommy both, uh, you both, grad, you both um, left the same year, right? You, you finished the same year. You went the same pro day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We did the same. We were the same pro day. So I did. I did have a little video of that too, which I'll toss up. So tell us a little bit bit about your experience um, going into pro day, training for it, and you know how that evolved into eventually you getting um, signed for. I think it was was it uh, mini camp or was it uh, the ninety man or I can't remember what it was. It was. Yeah, so it was right after the final day of the draft. Yeah, and I wasn't really expecting to get picked, but yeah, I signed with Arizona. On right, the ninety man. Right, right. Track. Yeah. So yeah, take us through the the pro day process a little bit. How 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 was that for you? I know you you know were you were gonna at least give it a shot, right? Um, to to yeah. to get to that next level, and I mean you had a good build. I mean you were you know six six to six seven and two sixty five. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's funny because you go back to like playing. I think it was our last game was like at Cincinnati or something, and um, you know, we obviously weren't going to make a bowl game that year. Yeah, but that game ends, and you're essentially kind of in limbo. You're like, you know, I think I have a shot to play again. I'm not really sure. Um, but for me, I, I basically said to myself, you know, I a lot of guys do the same thing. You know, you can either choose to start your life and, you know, leave football in the rearview mirror. You can say, you know, I'll take the however many months it is between the end of the season and pro day. It's like three or four months, I'd say, yeah. and um, give it a go. Yep. So I was, you know, I, I never really thought I wouldn't try. Yeah. I, that was always kind of my goal was to play in the NFL. You know, I remember when I was a kid watching Steelers wanted to play professional football. Yep. So I was like, you know, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I basically moved home. I moved back to like Western Pennsylvania and started just training. I, you know, I went and worked out every day, caught routes, ran uh, 40s and just was working on my intangibles. And uh, Pro Day comes around. Actually, funny story about Pro Day is there was a really bad storm. So like it was when there was i think it was like snowing i can't remember what really month it was in, but it was like snowing so bad in the northeast so my flight gets canceled out of pittsburgh going to hartford and i was driving to the pittsburgh airport which is the complete opposite direction right of these coasts. right and i get a notification my flight's been canceled so i literally turn around and drive nine hours to connecticut oh my god for pro day the next day and i'm and like meanwhile i'm calling like coach Baylock and Corey yeah. Etzel, like, like, Hey, is this still going on? Like, yeah. I don't want to come up here and this be canceled. Um, but like I've trained for like four months for this. Like, yeah. please tell me like something's happening. Like where I can at least, you know, run a 40 yeah. and show someone I can catch a football. Yeah. And thank God it was still happening. Yeah. And, uh, got up there and you know, I thought it fine. I mean, I think pro days are come and go. I think your tape probably speaks more than what pro day would. Right. Um, right. But eventually, you know, I, I would say my pro day, I, I thought it went okay, but I wasn't like 100% sure I would play. Like I wasn't 100% yeah. sure I'd get any offer. Yeah. 
Um, so I was fortunate to get interest from a couple teams around the draft. I didn't really think I was going to get drafted. You know, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but eventually I thought Arizona was the best, best fit and they offered me a contract and I signed, I want to say it was the last day of the draft, right after the draft ended, they yeah. called me and sent me a contract and I signed it. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's getting there, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, tough to tough enough to get there, much less, you know, make a, make a roster. So, I mean, you must be proud about that at least. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that was a goal of mine was to, you know, make the NFL, but I think anyone anyone that would have gone and done that i think you know a lot of the guys we play would say the same thing all of us are high achievers and oh yeah we'll never really be satisfied of with course what we achieved we'll always kind of be you know i wish i could have you know made that team or i wish i could have you know played for another year or something but totally you know, looking back on it I'm, I'm just really fortunate to have gotten the chance i'd say yeah so you sign you sign up and yeah i mean so you're on the 90 man it's not just a mini camp invite what yeah. what was that what was that like for you what was that how long were you on how long were you down there for number one i guess and then what was what was that adjustment like what was the biggest difference from college to to just hopping into nfl practice yeah i i think i moved there so i moved to arizona like a couple weeks after i got signed um which was i think the first event usually rookie mini camp so yep. i you know, yep. go through rookie mini camp yep um, and you know, I didn't take much, <laughs> took some clothes and yeah. cleats and, you know, I was there for like six or seven months. I lived in Arizona. Um, it was a huge adjustment. I'd say just in terms of your day to day. Yeah. So the NFL's day to day is very different than college. Um, you're a professional, you got to get your work done. They're not going to hound you like you do in college to go eat meals. They're not going to you know, make sure you check into breakfast. You, yeah, you do what right. you need to do to be in the best physical and mental shape you can be in to perform. And for me, as someone who's trying to make the team, it's even more stringent. Like you want to be, you know, early to everything. You want to be, um, know the playbook, like the back of your hand. Um, so it's, it was, you're trying to make a name for yourself and, um, I think overall the NFL is much more laid back in college, which I love. I, you know, I think we look back to college and it's, you know, it's a grind. It's day to day. You're, you're, you gotta get after it or you're going to hear about it. Yep. College is not, or the NFL, excuse me, is not like that. It's, you know, you handle your business as a professional and at the end of the day, we'll let you know if you did enough or you didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting, that's interesting. Jeez. Um, so you were there. I mean, you were there seven months. I think you said. Is that what yeah, you said? I I made it to the last the last cut. So oh, I you did. Oh wow! So I made it through four preseason games, and the last day got got axed. So 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 you did. So you, okay, I didn't I didn't know this actually. So you played in in the preseason games. Yeah. So I, I yeah I played all four of them. I had snaps in. How Progress, progressively got more snaps as right, right. As so in the preseason, the the starters kind of play toward the front end of them, and then the um, yeah, the, the depth chart kind of plays more towards the second, third, fourth game. Um, so I mean, how how was that going from practice to actually playing in an NFL game, like suiting up and taking snaps? It was 
it was really cool. I think the game isn't, I wouldn't say the game's a whole lot different. The game's yeah. faster. I think as you go up a level, the game gets faster. Yeah. yeah. I remember my first snap in college trying to block someone was like, you know, I turned around, the dude was behind me. <laughs> and the NFL, I thank God, wasn't that bad. But, you know, you have to get off on the snap count or you're going to be, you, the, the play's over. Yeah. So yeah. that was probably the biggest change, I think, was just, you know, I need to know snap count every play so I can get a jump and get be able to block someone who's, you know, 20 pounds more than me Yeah. on the end. So it was, that was the biggest change, I'd say. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. And, and, and blocking, I mean, you know, we I would say we got a we got a good we got a good head start in blocking like big guys. I mean, we had a lot of really good defensive linemen on our UConn team. Yeah, yeah, um, we did. So I mean, we, I mean, you know, there were tough battles with them, but you know, I'm sure that prepared you a little bit, right? Um, I mean, sure, it's not you know JJ Watt, um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, you know, must have prepared you a little bit to be able to block the and you know that's the tough part about the tight end position is. You know, you've got to be able to be as agile as a receiver and then but then you also gotta block three hundred pound guys. Yeah, I think you know, Tyler and I were just talking about this last weekend. I think uh we had a lot more blocking experience than other tight ends. At least I had a lot more blocking experience in tight ends that I was playing with. Yeah. That that was at least in the tight end room for the Cardinals, um, outside of the veterans, obviously. But yeah. um I think at a certain point, though, that kind of hurts you because the NFL is a lot about receiving tight ends. You don't see many blocking tight ends. Right. There are a dime a dozen. Right. Um, so I think at some level that kind of hurt me that my identity was, you know, a big body tight end that ran a pro style offense at UConn. And I'm, you know, competing for a job with guys who, you know, ran the spread and were basically receivers at the tight end position. You know, the hybrid tight end is, very much sought after because there's very few guys that can do both very well. Um, so I think I may push a little too hard <laughs> towards the blocking end of things when I was in college and we didn't technically throw the ball enough to the tight end. So that kind of hurt me, I think, at the next level and that I wasn't, you know, I was expected to be a good blocker, but I was also expected to be a good receiver. And I had to kind of catch up to the other guys in terms of like things like that. Funny enough, you come in not knowing how to block, right? And, yeah. and and leave a blocking tight. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, but I think. Yeah. I I mean I think we at the end of my like my senior year I think we we tried to we went back towards to change, the spread offense at right, UConn. Right. So like I lost a little bit of weight. Like I was trying to you know I got better route running. Um. So that helped, but I mean. Yeah. Still. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, who who was in who was in that tight end route? Oh, you're really quizzing me here, Nick. I do, think, do you know at all? Who are the vets? Were, uh, were there any vets in there? Yeah, Jermaine Gresham was the okay. vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other starter was Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an amazing receiving tight end. He, yeah, yeah. He did some things in practice that were just crazy. He really? was such, such a good receiving tight end. That's awesome. Um, um, you don't yeah, need to remember everybody, but you were. I mean, you're, Larry Fitz was on that team, right? Yeah, yeah. He's. Yeah, that's yeah. Good memories. I mean, Larry Fitz is everything and more that people tell you. He's just such yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that must be that must have been pretty cool to practice with the guys, be in the locker room with the guys, some of some veterans that you've you know watched growing up, um, and going into the game. Yeah, I think you know, I grew up near Pittsburgh, and you know, Larry Fitzgerald is a 
pit legend and yeah um so seeing him and some of the other guys that i grew up watching play football you know again i'm a steelers fan yeah. at heart since i was a kid and that super bowl at the cardinals is yeah yeah exactly my favorite memories as a, as a kid watching yeah. that game and so you know i'm not playing for the steelers but i'm playing for the cardinals <laughs> and um you know around some of the guys that were on that team not a whole lot but some of them and um definitely a dream come true but when you're in the moment you don't really yeah you, sometimes you just take a step back and you realize it but you try not to because it's like i have a job to do for and sure yeah you know looking back on it it's, it's easy to say yeah it's it was really sweet but in the moment you're just like i'm trying trying for to make the team here. for <laughs> sure exactly i mean look i mean yeah. like uh you know give a couple other examples from our guys like tim you know going into being behind aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean, that's a, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of wild. You know, I guess Tyler in Jacksonville was with, you know, Tim Tebow was in the tight end. You know, there's, there's, there's big yeah. names that, that are, that are everywhere in the NFL. Um, and you've definitely got to ground yourself and, you know, you can take a step. I mean, now you're able to take a step back and like, you know, see, see things for what they were and um, yeah. appreciate it probably a little bit more. I know, I know going into college and just, you know, high level, football in general i i didn't realize how much revolved around the game like how much how, like lives people's lives like days on the weekends like like for millions and millions of people i didn't know how much their lives revolved around the game i never grew up with football like i played i started playing my junior year and senior year which i was a backup guard and d end so like I ne I never realized, and once I got to college, obviously you're in the moment, and you're just like, oh, this is kind of cool, like you know, all this different stuff, and then, um, and then you know, later when you when I I remember when I left, like I was like, there's so many people that are involved in in all the all these things, oh. and um, it's very cool, um, and the the fact that you're able to even do that, and I mean, is is a testament to you know your your work ethic coming in from a freshman and you know, you really honing your abilities and focusing and um, you know, I mean, I think, I think that's awesome. And um, you know, it's definitely something to be proud of. Um, and so, I mean, you, you went in, did you think you had a shot to make the roster? Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I think, I think after I uh, throughout thought I had a shot to make the roster. Yeah. Um, but most teams take, you know, two, maybe three tight ends on the 53. Right. Um, and there were two pretty well established tight ends there. Yeah. So I was, you know, shooting for that third spot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, when it happened, I wasn't really shocked. Like, yeah. you know, I was just like, I have no regrets about it. I think, yeah. you know, there wasn't one day I didn't think about that. I was like, you know, I should have gave more that day. Like, no. yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. You get, you gave it all you could. Um, yeah. Was there, was there any practice squad interest anywhere or. Uh, when I, yeah, when I left, they were, they were still trying to figure out the the P squad. And, yeah. You know, a couple other teams, they said I would have interest in P squad other places. Um, I didn't end up hearing anything on that. Oh, okay. And then after that, I, you know, I kept, kept up with it for like a month or two training and such. Yeah. Um, but you know, there comes a point and I tell everyone this and they ask about it. It's just like, there comes a point when you need to like realize, you know, maybe it's time to start your life. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, the dream is you kind of lived it already. Yeah. And I was, I was 
happy with what I accomplished. You know, what I love to have, you know, been a superstar ten in the NFL. Yeah. Who wouldn't like, yeah. everyone would want to do yeah. that, but yeah, it's very hard and it's a tough business to be in, especially if you're undrafted. Um, especially if, you know, you came from a school that, you know, runs a pro style offense. You yeah. didn't get a lot of touches. Um, yeah. So I, I just made a decision to go back to school. Yeah. So. yeah and I mean, that's, you know, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, I, I know I, you know, turned down going, you know, trying out pro day and trying to, you know, tr- at least trying, because I mean, that was, you know, my mindset of it. It's like, you know, it's going to come to an end for everybody at some point. The odds mm-hmm. aren't, you know, super in your favor to, um, I mean, you, you went further than, you know, 99.9% of people. Um, so, you know, being able to understand that it will end for everybody. I think the average lifespan in the NFL, even if you make it is a couple of years, you know? Um, yeah. so, and you want to be able to be healthy and I mean, for the most part, you stayed healthy your entire career. Yeah, I was, I was very fortunate in that regard. And I think that also played a factor in me, you know, deciding to retire was, you know, I made it this far without any major injuries. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, I never had an ACL or anything like that. And for the most part, I don't really think I had any major concussions that were documented. So <laughs> the documented is the, is the key word. <laughs> the key word there. Um, but I mean, yeah, you see guys that are now, you know, retiring in their prime because they're just so worried about injuries. And yeah, totally. It's a tough sport. I and mean, you, I never really realized um, how much, it takes to actually do the job until you're doing the job. And right. It's, it's a full-time you know, recovery is key. So. It's, it's very, yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a very, um, it requires a lot of you, um, yeah. of your body mentally. Um, it definitely requires a lot. And yeah, I mean, so, you know, talk about, you know, TD who we had on episode two for those listening, um, you know, kudos to him for, you know, being able to carve out a role in the in the league that's you know mm-hmm. amazing um and it, it it's so hard as you know like <laughs> to be able to do that um so so okay so we're going to transition here to you went back to school um you went to Pitt right yeah the grad school yeah University of Pittsburgh so yeah so what made you want to go back did you know even if you retired you thought you wanted to go back to school regard like after you retired regardless of when that was um what were you what were your what were you thinking there yeah i mean i i think i'd always kind of known in the back of my mind that you know as an undergrad playing football football you know they they call you a student athlete but football is your job and yeah let's you know, let's not get it twisted. Yep. So you're there to play football and, you know, school, I was always okay in school. Like I did enough to, you know, have good grades and um, I got an econ degree. Um, so I think, you know, it was either, you know, go get a job as I think I was looking at a financial analyst or like financial planning positions, um, which I would have been okay doing. But I also knew at some point I'd probably have to get a master's degree because, you know, bachelor's degrees these days are pretty common. And I think setting yourself apart in the job in the marketplace is easier to do with education than anything else. Um, Cause I didn't have a lot of experience. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I decided to go back and um, get my MBA and MHA. Yep. Uh, 
health administration, uh, which is what I'm currently doing. Right. Uh, and I love it. I think it's, you know, I ended up deciding to do healthcare just because I've always liked finance and things like that, but I think it's, you know, there's kind of the, the warm glow of you're making a difference in healthcare. Whereas, you know, if I was sitting in desk yeah. all day crunching numbers, I kind of think, you know, <laughs> so. not a lot um, of warm glows there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so that aspect of it. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's, I mean, that's right. And, uh, uh, let's not get it twisted. That's, that's a great, we've heard that saying a billion times. Uh, um, so you're adjusted, you had to adjust back to regular life as a student. How was that going from, you know, being an athlete student to being a student? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I it was it was actually great. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we never had the prototypical college experience that we, most people have. You're right. You know, I'm not saying I you know joined a frat and you know partied <laughs> all the time, but I <laughs> but I actually got to like invest in my schoolwork and I actually started learning a lot of things, which was a <laughs> wild crazy. concept, right? Yeah, what a concept for college. So, um, I actually enjoyed it and I worked, you know, all throughout, I was in grad school for three years because I got a dual master's. So it was a long time, but I worked a full-time job at uh, Pitt's medical center, UPMC in administration that whole time. So it was essentially like I was doing college football again, because I had a full-time job and I'm going to school, Same thing. but I, I'd, I'd been so used to doing that. Like it didn't really, yeah. I'd never really hit me. Like I, most people are like, I'm not going to work 40 hours this week because I have this test or this to do. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> for years people. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed going back to school. I thought it was a good move. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you did it for three years, so you, you know, liked it enough. Um, yeah. what, so, I mean, specifically in your field, that's going to be definitely more helpful than, you know, necessarily everyone going to grad school but what were your biggest takeaways from like the actual grad school part of it and 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 you know learning not everyone goes to grad school i know sports wise some people grad transfer to to you know just get more degree out of their experience i guess but you went back to focus on that um so you know i mean you were obviously able to make more relation like you know regular people relationships and connections and different things like that probably um in the field that you want to do um so what what do you think was your biggest takeaway from grad school as a whole uh i think a lot of it deals with connections so i think a lot of grad school especially business school is you know who you know and who right going to have a position for you after you're done right um don't get me wrong i think i learned a lot at Pitt. i think you know the curriculum was you know very much focused towards uh health care uh, just because pittsburgh is a very big healthcare city um so i think i learned a ton in that regard but also like i wouldn't have my job today if i hadn't reached out to someone who works the organization and asked for an internship um and that's kind of how everyone does it. You know, if you go back to school, you you connect with an alumni who's at an organization you want to work at and you get your foot in the door. And then hopefully you get an internship or you get a, a job offer. Um, and then you work your way up. You know, it's just like football. You come in 
the first year, your freshman year, and you have to show them what you can do. And, you know, everyone's on the same playing field. Um, it's the same thing. It's, there's a lot of correlations. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's, that was probably the biggest thing I learned is how to network, yeah. how to talk with people who um, have been around for a long time that can help you get to where you want to be while you also help them um, in their field. So, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think, you know, I, a lot about this podcast is, you know, how sport like things translate to life. But I mean, it's, it's very clear. A lot of the different things that we learned as athlete students, uh, <laughs> cor- <laughs> correlate to, to, to life one way or another. Um, whether it's, you know, what you're doing, the relationships you're building, um, the adversity you're going through all those different things. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, you know, great to hear that experience. I know I, I personally didn't go to grad school, so I, you know, it's, it's a good, um, it's good to, to hear a different perspective on, uh, you know, seeing it and experiencing it and the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Um, yeah, but on the flip side of the coin, I think by no means is it required at all. I think right. honestly, I'd say college in general, looking back on it, college in general, you could, you know, I, you know there's a lot of people that do it. You For start sure. a business and go to college and you're successful. I think success is all about how hard you're willing to work and um, college is essentially just a stepping stone um, to hopefully, you know, position where you meet people and they help you become successful. So absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's right. And especially, you know, especially now more than, more than ever, even when we were back in school, but even more now um, you can just do things, you know, Um, it doesn't have to be school. Um, Now school has the infrastructure for, let's say college sports, right for college football, especially that like, that's, that's pretty, like if you're going to play football at the next level, I mean, that's pretty necessary and it's, you know, it's a, it's a great thing in a lot of different aspects. Right. Um, but you're right. It's for, for like regular school, it's not required in a lot of different realms. There are certain things that are required if you have to learn about things, medical school, medical school, you know, or being a lawyer, different things where you need to learn and understand a, a bare minimum of things. Um, but right, yeah. There nowadays, there's so many opportunities anywhere. So if if you know you see something that you want to do, just go try it. You know, um, yeah. go experiment with it. The internet has um, really opened up a lot of doors to be able to do whatever you want to do, right? And yeah. um, you know, I think that's an awesome thing. And it just, I think it, I think it lets people know that they understand and go into everything like that. They have options, right? They can. Um, you know, school might be an option that would work, but maybe they have another option, you know, if they, you know, put work into it. I mean, you're going to go put work in after school anyways, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's different. But yeah, no, totally. You're you're absolutely right. It's not required uh, by any means, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next segment that we're going to go into is um, what I like call the big questions. Um, so you're... <laughs> Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the toughest part of your journey through, uh, sports and football. So whether that's, you know, from high school, getting all the way to, you know, the edge of an NFL roster. The toughest part about it. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think was the toughest part for you? Oh, that's a good question. You can think about it for a second, but I mean, obviously there's a lot, 
there's a lot of different aspects in there. Um, you know, you have to persevere through a lot of different things, you know, on multiple, multiple levels. Um, you know, there's just so many different facets to the game and understanding it and invest your investment in it. Um, and there's just going to be a lot of downs. There just are. Um, and they're different for everybody. So, you know, I don't, I don't it doesn't have to be one specific thing, but it could be more general if, if you think so. Yeah, I think the, you know, on a fun note, I think the hardest part was gaining weight. I think a lot of people don't, don't appreciate how hard it is to gain. Yeah much weight in that short amount of time yeah um and also i think i think the workouts are just brutal yeah at least coach bales is yeah <laughs> for those that, that if you know uh, you know but um a serious note i think i think honestly i think it was the turnover of people in the organization that's a good I think, point I, you know i think you're guys in college that come in they're 18 years old they're you know looking for stability um and unfortunately you know some programs most pro i even say most programs these days don't have that stability throughout their four years you know we had certainly no stability yeah. at certain point um so i think that was probably the hardest part is you get to know a coach and you really like them and then you know a week later you get a text that they've been fired and you're kind of like well what, what's going to happen now yeah and so i think that's the hardest part um and i think that's football in general yeah. you know same way if not more so so yeah yeah i mean that's a good point um i mean especially at the college and nfl level there's just so much pressure built into every day you walking in the facility like those are people's like jobs you know that's yeah. that's what they get paid to do and that's what how they support their family and you know a lot of different things like that so there's just a lot of built-in pressure and you yeah i mean we felt it all the time you know we'd see um i mean for coaches i mean even you know, players that, you know, did things that they weren't supposed to do or whatever, you know, you see a locker cleared out or, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it may be. But I, I, I agree that is, that's tough. And you have to, you have to really just be able to, you know, stay focused on the things you can control and, you know, and then just, you know, roll with the punches, I guess, you know, uh, yeah. as you would say. Um, I, I think, I think coaching is, you know, that's, that's a hard job, man. Yeah. That's, I, I give respect to any, you know, coach out there because that's, it's just so hard and you don't know, you know, what's, what your next job is after you get let go from the one you're on. Cause that's just the way things go. Um, and I remember a coach sitting down, I won't, you know, say names, but sat down at dinner with us one night at the facility and was like, you guys don't want to do this. <laughs> and we were like, and then he was like, you guys got, you can give options. Like you don't want to be moving around every other year uprooting your family doing some of this stuff yeah and you know that wasn't the main reason why i didn't go into coaching i yeah. think coaching great but i i didn't want to do it um but, you know i think it's hard and you know a lot of people um a lot of people love it and you know some people it's just it's a it's a grind for sure so yeah and that, you know if you don't if you don't really love it then it you know it's it's gonna be it's, yeah. it's gonna be a waste you know i yeah. mean you really gotta be love that thing and I, obviously you know, we played under one of a coach with so much passion and, you know, he was obsessed yeah. with it, you know, Coach Diaco and um, like he, which, you know, was it's, it's amazing. And you could you could feel it, obviously, and, you know, the way he talks and and the way he, you know, carries himself and, and a lot of different things. And um, 
but yeah, you really got to love it. And, you know, I mean, shout out, you know, hopefully we can get him on at some point, but you know, Luke, um, you know, he's been coaching now yeah. for a few years. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, so kudos, it's, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. And, uh, it absolutely is. we should have done a joint segment with me and Luke. <laughs> you will, we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. We will. Yeah, no, I want to get, um, so we've just been doing one-on-ones, um, you know, so far, you know, we're getting this episode eight, but, um, yeah, I definitely want to do some roundtables. I think it would be um, super useful to to talk about different things and bounce things off each other. And um, yeah. I think it would it would uh, it would be a good conversation. So we definitely will. Um, all right. So that that was that was a good one. Um, gaining weight. Um, glad to see how much how much you weigh nowadays. Uh, like two forty. Like okay. High two thirty. Okay. Yeah. All right. You brought you a little bit of weight, but. I don't know, man. It's something about the tall frame. You just don't want to lose too much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, trust me. I agree. I'm skinny. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you look, yeah, you definitely look great. I mean, I, I'm in different phases cause like I like bulk for a while. And then if I like train for running, I was, you know, doing these runs. So then I'll lose like 30 pounds and then, you know, yeah. lift again. And, um, but you know, I'm on, I'm on the heavier side right now. I'm probably 260. Um, but okay, so next, um, how do you think your family influence your success in sports, and I, I guess in general? Did did how did how did that have an influence on you? I my family had a huge influence on me in sports. Uh, so my dad was an athlete, um, and his main sport was baseball. Mm-hmm. So like I was always why I was into That's baseball. Right, yeah. He still credits my hand-eye coordination, <laughs> to, you know, playing catcher in baseball. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, he's the biggest influence on me for sports because, you know, he always coached my little league teams. He, yep. you know, my mom drove me about around to countless tournaments and stuff. And sports was, still is like a huge part of my life and I'm sure your life and anyone that, you know, yeah. we've ever because it's yeah, you know, just a love for you know, being active and yeah. Um, and that was a love I had since I was young, and my dad really you know fostered that because he was an athlete himself. And you know, I think the the biggest thing I'd say, uh, at least how they influenced me was they were they're always supportive. I, I seldomly I can't remember a single game that my dad wasn't at yeah. in Connecticut, really? and that's wow between an eight and 10 hour drive from Ligonier, air, depending on when you leave. Yeah. He played a lot of noon games. So he would, you know, leave Ligonier air at 2 AM. You know, my mom worked all the time. She was very busy. So sometimes she can make it, sometimes she couldn't, but he was, I don't remember a game he missed. That's awesome. And so he would drive eight to 10 hours every morning on a Saturday just to get to my game. And you know, that was, that says it all right there, man. I mean, that was, that's support like nothing else. So. Absolutely. That's huge. And, um, that's awesome. Shout out to your dad. Um, wh- okay. So the last question, of this segment, which is something I ask everybody, um, what does being a good teammate mean to you? I mean, there's so many different facets to being a good teammate and I think it's different. Um, everyone has a different answer to this. Um, yeah. so you know, what, what does being a good teammate mean to you? Hmm. Yeah, I think, the thing that's sticking out in my mind right now is investing in the other guy. So, you know, you think about a one-on-one relationship and you generally want to see that person 
be successful in their own right? Do you want to see them be the best that they can be? And it's not necessarily, you know, whenever things are going good, it's whenever things are going bad. It's, we had plenty of times when things were going bad and there were guys that, you know, up and left, they transferred or there were guys who just quit. Um, but there was always a core group of guys that we knew weren't going to do that. They had our backs and they wanted to see each other, you know, excel. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think willing to give hard advice as well as praise is just as important because, um, you know, if someone's not telling you, you know, what you're doing wrong, then yeah. uh, chances are they're not really wanting you, you to do well. So you know, I think tough love is a huge, a huge component of being a good teammate. Um, and there were a lot of guys that did that. Um, certainly a lot of coaches, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think just investing in, you know, the guy next to you and in your meeting room or I think the tight ends room, we had a lot of guys who are still friends and, yeah, we did that. I, I thought we did that pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. And I, I completely agree. Um, that is a, a huge aspect to it. Yeah. And I think again, the tight end room, I think, you know, our core group of guys, um, that stuck around and, you know, we were always going to be there regardless, you know, and, um, you know, we invested and in, not only ourselves, but we invested in each other, you know, um, we did everything for each other. Like we would do ourselves, you know, um, and I think that was one of the, the greatest parts of our tight end room. Um, and that definitely, you know, set set us apart, I think. And obviously we're all still, you know, we may not live in the same places, but, um, yeah. you know, we we all still, you know, have that same love and respect for each other, you know, every time that we talk and see each other. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I know I appreciated that from you and you, I, you were that guy too, you know, you, we... We always knew, I always knew that, you know, you, you'd show up and you'd be there regardless. Um, and, you know, Tommy and, and, you know, the core group of guys um, that were always there. So, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Same to you. I mean, <laughs> you were there through thick and thin. Yeah. It, it was, you know, and nothing, there's nothing wrong with transferring or anything like that. I think you got to do what's best for yourself and, now you can make the argument that some of us should have transferred yeah. and make the argument for just about anyone on our team. But, um, yeah, I think there's something to be said for loyalty and for sticking around. So absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that it, it, um, it's interesting because, you know, you really learn to appreciate the little things and, um, and the journey and the process. And, you know, there's, you know, it may not show up on the stat sheet, or, you know, whatever it is. But um, yeah. I think I told, I can't remember, but my favorite moment was uh, with Coach Verducci, like, you know, our last practice, you know, he's he's like, you know, yeah. carry him off the practice field. And, I, you know, that was oh, like, yeah. that was, uh, that was my best moment, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah just because we, we, you know, we invest so much in each other and, um, yeah. you know, as a group. So, yeah, no, I definitely know we'll, we'll have that forever for sure. Um, yeah. um, all right. So hop into the last segment, Q&A. So uh, you ready for it? <laughs> sure. Okay, just making sure. Uh, all right. So uh, favorite sport and why? Uh, non football, since you know that was the yeah. the big sport that you you play. Oh, so this is like favorite sport that I play, or is there? Is you, 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 you can give a dual wielded answer. You play one. You you like to watch one. 
So I think watching, watching in general, the best sport I think there is to go and watch in person is hockey. I think ice hockey is fantastic. And I went a lot to Penguins games, and unfortunately they don't have a team here, but in Pittsburgh, you know, it's nonstop action. It's just, I think it's just the best. I've never been to one. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to come out sometime and and watch one. That'll be fun. That's awesome. For sure. And then I think just overall sport other than football is golf. I think that's the greatest game. (laughs) It tests you physically and mostly mentally. So have you, have you been playing at all? Yeah, I try and get out every now and again. Yeah. Uh, once a week, I'd say. Now that okay. I live in Florida, it's going to be easier a to play year round. So, yeah. got to look into joining a club or something. To yeah. Game. So. Yeah. No, I know. I, I know. I get. I mean, I love. I love playing golf too. I know we. Uh, we'll have to get out there for sure. Uh, one, yeah. you know, one of these days, get the get the band back together and and play some golf. Um, but yeah, no, I think I love golf too. And I mean, obviously, Tommy loved to play also. Um, yeah and i yeah it's just uh it's you know it's fun you can you can play it it's more mental than it is physical but um yeah no it's uh, i love golf it's awesome yeah love and the open champion the the open is this weekend yeah it starts tomorrow yeah yeah big time watch some of that oh yeah absolutely um okay favorite player growing up that made you want to play so gonna put football on this one since that was your biggest sport that you played yeah, I think um, could be one or two. I think Heath Miller. Okay. Steelers tight end. Yeah. Heath Miller. He he was the tight end for as long as I can remember when I was a kid and watching all those Super Bowls and you know he was someone I you know modeled my game after just because he was such a good blocker and receiver. Um, so yeah, I'd say he was probably the one. Whenever I decided, I think it was like eighth grade that I wanted to play tight end. Yeah, he was the guy I was I was thinking about. And you know, you know those uh, that your high school probably was looking at you for for tackle. You know, six. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I looked up. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, yeah, Heath Miller, great, great, great player. Um, if, if you guys aren't familiar, um, great Steelers tight end. So that that's a that's a great one. Local. Um, local guy and you obviously you probably went to some Steelers games growing up yeah yeah a couple yeah um was fortunate enough to go to a few yeah that's good um okay so next one favorite place that you've played in stadium location oh um this is a tight one between okay this the Superdome and but I'm gonna give it to AT&T Stadium in Dallas the Cowboy Stadium. Yep. Both, but I played both those places in the preseason with Arizona. But yeah. the Dallas Cowboy Stadium is unbelievable, man. It is, it's a sight to behold. If really? you've never been yeah, there. And playing on that field was even cooler. So. I'm sure. I'm sure that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. With the preseason, that those are two, I mean, his, historic stadiums. That's, that's amazing. Um, I know we we had a couple couple cool ones, you know, in major league stadiums and 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 such in college, um, which is cool. But I mean, that's right. yeah, I mean, we played in uh, Raymond James for uh, down in Florida, uh, Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. Well, Raymond James yeah. is the Buck Stadium, Tampa Bay Rays uh, MLB Stadium for the bowl game, uh, Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah. Also, Temple played in I forget what their stadium is in Philly. Lincoln Financial, Lincoln, which is, yeah, the Eagles Stadium. 
Um, yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I tell people it's pretty insane that, you know, we've played in Fenway Park, and Yankee Fenway. Stadium, Fenway Park, Yankee Stadium, and Tropicana yeah. Field, so three baseball stadiums. You know, most most MLB players can't, or even baseball players can say they played in Fenway and Yankee, and we're yeah. football players saying that. So I know. think about how few people have played football on those stadiums. Yeah. Our, and we did both. I know. I know. We're going to have to get it like a Facebook group together or something like that. If everyone that's done it. <laughs> we'll meet up every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little a little uh, Yankee Fenway football alumni. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is super unique. You're right. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of people. There's definitely a short list. So, I mean, it's definitely special for sure. Um, okay, so we kind of touched on um, a few different sports moments, but... You know, we'll open it up to any sports moment that you had. Um, could be, you know, when you were in the NFL or, you know, growing up. Was there was there one moment that sticks out above the rest that, you know, was just, you know, your favorite sports moment? Mm. I mean, yeah, it could be dig- could be one of the ones we covered already. So Yeah, you're you're digging the memory bank. <laughs> um I think I've had a lot of good moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still think, I still think just because of the the magnitude of the, the Houston win and yeah. the bowl game, hundred percent. I and, think that's probably the top one still for me. Yeah. Um, quite forgetting something. Yeah, I, that one sticks out. Yeah, it totally does. And you know, having being at home and you know rushing the field and that that stuff too. And yeah, and that was, yeah, that was insane too. Just because like I feel like the UConn fan base hadn't had anything to like celebrate in the past <laughs> absolutely year. exactly and uh well i remember the uh the the locker room i think coach coach diaco was break dancing yeah um, there's a video yeah. of it uh yeah. it is it is a funny <laughs> that, is, that is you're right that that is definitely for sure up there um super fun i mean it's just you know when everything comes together and you feel whole you know it's like oh you worked yeah. so hard for something and um as a team you know you know you can the yeah. individual yeah. stuff but as a team to be able to achieve something you know um i think even a lot of guys who have great like individual success would say like team moments are just the best because yeah. everyone's feeling the same way and you exactly. get the you can talk about that for years like we are right now yeah and you, you know got individual accolades you know they share that with themselves and that's pretty much it and um, but I think team successes are the ones that, you know, stick around and you invest so much in each other and you know, the, the game and to get wins, that's literally what we practice yeah. to do, you know? So to have some type of success in that, um, you know, it's special for sure. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, all right. So we're almost, almost to the end here. Last, uh, last question, your favorite TV show or movie that you've seen recently? Oh, favorite TV show or movie that you watched uh, recently? Um, well, that you watched, that you like. Definitely, that. definitely James Bond: No Time to Die. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw. I'm that a one. huge Bond fan, so I am, I am too. I am too. Yeah, that was a good one. I, although I'm not really sad. ecstatic. That, um, sad. I don't want. I don't want to ruin the ending. For <laughs> Spoiler alert! Wild. Spoiler alert! If, if you, you haven't watched it, don't don't listen to this part. Yeah, um, when I, James Bond dying, just you know, it isn't a thing. James Bond doesn't die. Exactly, exactly. So, he always gets he always gets off. Like he gets away, right? Like he he's he, always 
and they're gonna call more movies no doubt but uh i'm always a fan of that franchise and that was that was a great movie i've seen recently i'd say i i agree did you see top gun oh yeah that's a good one too that was good I really like that as well yeah i did too and i never saw the first one and i i'm a big 007 guy also so i you know i've been invested in the series so i agree that that one was um and you know, obviously the movie's nowadays and it's so well done. I mean, it's crazy, the, you know, the graphics and everything. And the, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely definitely sad that um, he died. But I, I mean, they're gonna shift the series. But I think that'll be the last one that's like of what the series is, you know, actually is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I understand that the whole uh, and he gets old. Yeah, you know, Craig's last movie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. Okay, so. You know your your next steps, your goals. Um, what I mean, obviously, you you just moved down to Florida. Um, do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any um, goal? Do you have any athletic things that you're looking to do? Um, are you, you going to play some basketball, golf? Are you trying to do anything? You're going to get into running like like Tommy and myself. What are you going <laughs> to? Uh, I run every once and again. I okay, I consider running a hobby. I like to stay in shape. Yeah. I still, it's a, you guys can appreciate it. It's a tough habit to break. So like, I still wake up at, you know, five 30 in the morning and go lift before work. And, yep. but I try and run a couple of days a week. Yeah. Um, but I think athletically, I, I'm, I golf and, yeah. uh, probably going to get into beach volleyball now okay. that I'm down. Here. Okay. Um, which I think it could, could be fun and that's cool. basketball too. I'd like to get back into basketball. I think that's a good way to exercise and stay in shape. Yeah. But most they are professional goals these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, was, so professional goals where, uh, like what's, wh- where are you trying to get to? Like, what's your, what's your like ideal role eventually that you, you want to do? Yeah. So what we talked about, I went to grad school for health administration. Right. And administration so uh right now i i work at the mayo clinic in florida um so hospital uh operation um is essentially what i work and what i do um so i want to do that for a while i you know i have no timetable i know yeah it would be great to eventually you know run a hospital or you know run a physician practice plan or something like that um but i've always kind of been entrepreneurial so i think I grew up around a small family business, so I think maybe eventually, someday, if yeah. I have a good idea, run with it. But yeah, today, I haven't had that idea yet, so I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, beach volleyball is a big thing here, also Santa Barbara. Um, yeah. I I mean, you've got yeah, you've got you got to get out here. You got to get out here. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for you to invite me. No, like, shut the hell up. Yeah, it's, it's, it, uh, it's been an open invite since since uh, day one at training camp. But um, yeah, no, we'll 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 make it happen for sure. We got some good golf out here too, um, and obviously down there. I I just went down to Florida for a couple of days, and I I don't think the only time I've ever been there is for the ball game. Oh really? Yeah, that was literally the only time I've ever been down there. It's a little crazy in some parts. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. It's nice. I like it here. It's nice in Jacksonville. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it seems like seems like a great place. Um, well, uh, thank you for coming on. Any we got any plugs? Your Instagram is. We'll put it on the screen if anybody wants to follow. I know he's not. You're not a big social media guy. 
Yeah, I have it, but yeah. I don't post a lot. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you want to plug, or your, or that's that's. I want to I want to plug you, Nick. <laughs> I want to I want to plug you because you you've done some amazing things since we stopped playing football and keep up the good work, man. I, I think you know you're always someone that goes the extra mile and um, things outside the box. So I, I just want to tell you to keep doing that because you know this is a cool thing and having guys on to talk about their experiences you know something that's i think is is awesome so keep it up yeah i mean i appreciate that it definitely uh definitely hits home i know you know we're we go we go back for sure and uh you know we were you know in the room together for way too many hours uh yeah. in college um yep. so yeah no i appreciate that and i definitely will and um yeah we'll i mean we'll we'll definitely have you back on maybe we can do a I'm thinking of doing, you know, some sort of roundtable, you know, with a couple of guys and we can, uh, you know, talk about talk about things that that, you know, are on our minds and um, yeah. experiences and, you know, bounce things off each other. I think it'd be cool. Um, yeah. So amazing. So thank you for listening, everybody. If you've gotten to the end, I know it's a little longer episode, but, um, you know, obviously it's a lot of a lot of great stuff. Um, so, Alec, we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the episode. It was another amazing episode. Thank you to Alec for coming on with us. There are so many great discussions and insights, the nuances of college football, the tight end position, and the reality of signing with an NFL team and trying to make the roster. Um, there's so much value that can be taken from this conversation, I think. He was one of the OG tight ends uh, with me at the University of Connecticut, along with uh, a couple other of the guys that we have interviewed previously, Tyler and Tommy. And I just appreciate uh, the person that Alec is and I appreciate his story. And I hope you guys were able to get something from it. Again, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please follow us on the podcast platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and give us a like. We appreciate it. You can also leave us a review on podcast platforms. Feel free to email us anytime, teammates at link.media. It's teammates at link.media. We love to hear your feedback and what you want to see in future episodes. We've got some exciting plans for the future of the Teammates podcast. So thank you for coming along this journey. See you in the next one.